0: For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today.
1: Thursday the 3rd of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's Dan McHugh with Shad Wicker. G'day mate. G'day mate. How you doing? Good, but I'm amused by this story. Did you see at the zoo in China, the main attraction at this zoo is a bloke dressed in a bear suit and I was just wondering how much would you need to be paid to do that? Yeah,
2: I saw... (laughs) Depends if there's actual live bears in the thing with you, don't you reckon? It's... It's... It's so wild. Like, I've I've been watching this video over and over because I'm kind of like, it, the part that gets me is when it stands up. Obviously, everyone's like, if you haven't seen the video, there's a bear there, it's calling for a bit, and then it stands up, and it looks like pant folds in the back of it. I'm not going to lie. Part of me is still kind of like, maybe it is a bear. Maybe it is still a bear. But, geez, it seems like some dude is dressed up in a bear suit and they're just making people pay money. To see this guy in the pen Which also makes me think that I'd almost Would what go to a zoo like that as well Where everyone's just playing a character Of the animal Yeah
1: well (laughs) I mean it could be amusing for like A night out or something but I don't know (laughs)
2: Yeah, and then you go see the monkeys and it's actually a person throwing their poo at you. Like, that's sick. <laughs> well, that, like, you'd actually pay big money for that kind of service in other parts of they've the country. they have just got an old crazy guy that they've <laughs> chucked in there for the evening. I'll tell you a real gross story. Sorry to everyone who's listening. My, um, one of the weirdest experiences I had in Sydney when I was down there ages ago was I think it might have been St. Patrick's Day or something and I was walking with a friend of mine uh, between bars and this guy came out of the bushes as we're walking Bends over in front of us, spreads his cheeks, and just does a a shit on the floor, like on the uh-huh. con- concrete, right out the front of Town Hall. Oh! And then just pulls his pants up and walks back into the bushes, never to be seen again. Oh, I like how he came out of the bushes to poop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's a targeted use. You wanted to, you wanted me to see like, that. Well, you, I guess you don't <laughs> shit where you at and that's probably
1: his living room.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Poor bloke. So I've seen much worse than that near Town Hall. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, In today's show, we're going to, of course, talking Women's World Cup, a little bit of cricket, some para-swimming, AFL, NRL, and more.
0: Have you heard about Cell AED? It's the world's first mini personal defibrillator. You can keep it at home, the office, or even in your sports bag. Cell AED is game-changing technology that you can use if someone has sudden cardiac arrest which can affect anyone from kids on the sporting field to adults at home. Sudden cardiac arrest happens suddenly with no warning. You only have minutes to get the defibrillator on the person affected. That's where Cell AED comes in. It could help save the life of someone you love. Every home should have a Cell AED. It's really a lifesaver. Learn more at cellaed.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O.
1: Chad, knowing you, you'd been watching a lot of TV recently with all the sport on. Uh, South Africa beat Italy yesterday, 3-2.
2: Yeah, yeah, crazy, uh, crazy results in the World Cup. Also, Panama, um, I love the post on socials. I think Optus Sport put the clip up saying, has Panama scored the goal of the tournament which could well be an absolute screamer from like probably I think 10 in from halfway roughly um, from a set kick that was probably my bigger one I I know that the upset is is huge South Africa beating Italy a great moment for the nation Uh, the celebrations was awesome to watch but what about Panama France 6-3 was the score a great thing to watch. Like, I mean, you think about, you know, you watch some football and you're a bit like, oh, God, nil all draw, oh, God, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The one
2: goal breaks the tension, which is really nice. But to watch 6-3, friends and Panama, was like an epic kind of shootout yeah, I, going I'm on. I'm
1: into this idea of more high-scoring soccer games. I think that does make it more exciting.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, but yeah, I was having a fun chat with a mate of mine the other night when we were watching. Um, I can't remember what, what match we're watching, but maybe it was China and England, which also uh, had a good uh, in, uh, influence. What's happening for the Matildas, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I was like, wouldn't wouldn't football be way more in, like a bit more interesting? Not that it isn't already, but if there was like a, a backcourt rule, like what they have in basketball. Like once the ball crosses halfway, you can't go back past halfway because then that would mean like you have to you have to just have a shot. Would definitely um, make people <laughs> like,
1: give the ball up or lose the ball.
2: So yeah, yeah, exactly. It would like really have to force some real attacking mentality. You couldn't kind of reset constantly, which a lot of teams kind of do, which is also part of the strategy of the game, I understand. But uh, the results overnight, a bit of influence in what is happening now as we look at the uh, the Sweet 16, the Round of 16. Um, obviously, Switzerland and Norway top theirs. Australia and Nigeria top our group. Japan and Spain topping the group. Japan undefeated, by the way. England topping their group undefeated. Uh, Denmark in at second. Netherlands and the United States topping theirs. That's a big story. The state's not getting number one in their pool, by the it way, is, Dan. It is, it is. It's huge. Uh, and then we've got France and Jamaica, which has been a great story watching Jamaica come through. Um, Brazil <laughs> not making it through, which is crazy. Uh, and uh, in Group G, which is Sweden, South Africa, and then Colombia and Germany are topping theirs with still a game each to play, but that looks like a foregone conclusion, I reckon. Um, what everyone wants to know is what happens with the Matildas. Uh, Australia will play Denmark Monday night, 8.30. That's... um. Look, it's it's like I mean everything's tough now that you're in this section. But you know Denmark has one loss to their name, um, which you know it means that they're not you know they're not undefeated, which is good. But we are also in a little bit of trouble. So I, I think it'll be quite a match up against uh, against the Danish. Do you think uh, Will Kerr play? Yes, she'll play. She will 100 percent play against them. Let's
1: hope so. We'll see.
2: If may hey, don't she has we'll to. We'll see. She has to get out there. Come on. Uh, All right, let's have a look at the power swimming, which
1: is happening at the moment. Australians won three golds last night. Uh, it's night
2: two of of the world titles being held in Manchester. We've got five medals mm-hmm. in total. Yeah, Ahmed Kelly winning the 150-metre uh, individual medley, SM3. Got to keep the... Uh the classes in there. Ben Hance, men's 100 metre backstroke, S14. Uh, Tim Hodge, men's 200 individual medley. And then we go silver from Cole Pierce and a bronze from Alex Safi Mate, we love the pool. And uh, a note that you informed me of, which I feel bad for saying I didn't know this, but our, uh, our para-swimming team is known as the Dolphins.
1: Well, so I was going to say, is that
2: new? I'm not and sure, but fins up, baby. Thing, fins the up. other thing is... I feel like
1: Australia, and I keep saying it in every show I'm in, Australia need to hold back on this need to, like, name all the teams a mascot. Um, I I think it's embarrassing. What do you mean? Oh, dude. None of the other countries do it. And just as an example.
2: But it's our thing. That's what we do. Oh, just as an
1: example, the Socceroos is not really, like, I think it, it feels like a kid's... I love that uh, name because it's a big fu you to the rest of the world is. saying we... Not only, we don't know not only do we call
2: is. it soccer, not only do we call it soccer, our football team is going to be called is named after soccer. I love that, you know? Yeah. You can't tell me you don't like the Matildas. I love the Matildas. <laughs> yeah, that's a mascot uh, name. It's not a team full of Matildas. Yeah, but you know what
1: I love about the Matildas is that it, it, one of the... Uh, edema, well, the... What do you call it? origin stories of it? Is that um, it's named after Matilda the
2: Winking Kangaroo, <laughs> <laughs> mate? You, you're just. I reckon you secretly <laughs> love that we have mascots. By the way, I only learned something as well because I spoke about this uh, with people the other day, where I was like, "Why isn't there? Why hasn't an Australian side taken the dingoes moniker oh, like a sporting team in this country? Like dingoes are a strong, for, it's one of the few ferocious animals we have in this country." Yeah. Right? So the Australian teams, we've got a wallaby, weak, a kangaroo, gets hit by cars, whatever. Although a jacked-weared one's pretty good. That's cool, my whole right? point about the
1: soccer-roos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> soccer-roos are cool. So then the dingo, I was like, why hasn't an Australian team taken it? Someone has, Dan. Yeah. An Australian team has got the name Dingo. Who is it? It is the Australian ultimate frisbee side. Up the mighty dingoes. legends. <laughs> legends. <laughs> could, it, could it be the least ferocious sport <laughs> that um, gets the dingo? The big thing that oh. came up for me
1: was with the Dwarf Games occurring in Cologne, Germany at the moment. Australia have a really strong team there. Oh, is that what? what's like? What are they, the Bunyips or something? I don't believe they have a name.
2: Oh. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but also there's That's so boring. many different sports that it's not really one team. But, you know, I think... I think they deserve an Aussie mascot. And it needs to be one that's not making fun of little people. No, you have it has to be a little animal, though.
2: <laughs> it'd be, like the bilbies. It'd be annoying. The quackers. Yeah, like the bilbies, the bilbies. The quokkas, that'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be pretty <laughs> that'd good. That'd be right. Cute. I, bet you the, I bet you the New Zealand side that's over there is like, bloody hell, why didn't we get kiwi? All right. Well, speaking of national teams,
1: <laughs> uh, Australia have copped a bit of a, a savage sanction or... For their slow playing during the Ashes, England even worse. I feel like these cricket sanctions are. It feels like um, cricket just trying to save money or something,
2: or try to find a way to not pay teams. Yeah, I agree. It seems weird, like how how much they charge them for because it taking too long. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw.
1: Did you see Usman Khawaja's tweet, which was like, "This is ridiculous." The game that got rained out for half. The bloody time, yeah. You've given us a, a sanction for slow play, and it's just, it's just total ridiculous nonsense.
2: Yeah, I think it's dumb. I think it is, because also when you think of cricket, right? Mm. The longest game, Test cricket, the longest game on earth. Mm. Um, it like. If the game goes longer, it means more advertising, so it makes you more money. Yeah, if the game that's goes why I, I think that they're, they're onto a bit of a road <laughs> there that needs to be explored. You're double dipping. Yeah, You're double absolutely. dipping into the pie there. I think that's bullshit. I, I think I know we don't have Shane on today, but it'd be a fascinating thing to look into what the logic they present as to why. They charge oh, it's because they're trying to speed guys. up the game. They're trying to make it more yeah. interesting. Well, then change, like then actually enforce a rule on the pitch rather than just letting them go over time. Yeah, but then they you know can I mean?
1: save money by doing. That's exactly. why it's that, rule. That's what that's
2: why I'm saying. Your, your point. That's like to your point. It's like if you really wanted to speed up the game, then you would enforce it on the pitch rather than finding people.
1: Agreed. Offence. Let's. You know what? Because you've been talking so long, Shad. Let's take a quick break.
0: Uh, we're going to be talking about oh, Phil and NRL in just a moment.
2: After that, sports.
0: For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Let's have a look at the AFL uh,
1: now. This story actually really annoyed me. Um, Cats oh, AFL yeah. star Jeremy Cameron was watching the cricket at the pub, and someone came up and headbutted him unprovoked at the pub in Geelong. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't. I, I, such a strange story to like to come out. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why behind it is kind of a fascinating question as well. I hate how. I love the tribal nature of sport, but one of the things, and I feel like in AFL we get stories more often, weirdly enough. AFL's really, if, if there's a tally between awful stories of each sport, I think this might be the first time ever where AFL is actually going to beat NRL in bad yeah. news stories. Yeah. Um, their fans, AFL fans are listening right now, your fans are the worst in Australian sport. You know what I mean? And we had like we had a league people storm the pitch because not only you have all the racial stuff that's going on, but now your players can't even watch a game at the pub yep. without getting yeah. attacked. Like this is nuts. It's pretty nuts.
1: I just don't get like rant. Like I understand violence. I think violence is actually part of humans, and people like to outsource their violence and pretend like we're yeah. sophisticated or UFC. whatever. But the reality is, is it still exists. But why does it have to exist for for senseless things? Like, the poor bloke's mm. just at the pub having a beer, neck minute, he's got a broken nose. Well, I don't know if he'd broken his nose,
2: but you know what I mean. One of the things I think is probably a conservative Cameron is he, he actually had that, like, a head clash. Yeah, not so long ago. A few rounds yeah. ago, but not so long ago. So it's like, you know, and this is the other thing. It's like off-field stuff, like, interaction with this. One, you should never do this to someone, but also you can fuck someone's career when it comes to AFL and sport. Well, he's already not playing by well doing these kinds of concussion. things at the pubs. So, you know, he's yeah. obviously not right, poor bloke. It's such a ridiculous, like, obviously the person who did it is an absolute fucking dead shit, and I can't wait for them to get charged by the cops because if he's at a pub, then there's surely security cameras Yeah, absolutely. Damien Hardwick could be the coach of the Gold Coast Suns within days. This is interesting because it's, you know, it's a classic thing in sport, eh? like, wins don't mean as much anymore, do they? I mean, the Suns only just beat Brisbane (laughs) in, like, a major upset. Yeah. And it's not enough to keep your job, is it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a crazy story.
1: No, administrations in sports teams seem to hold a lot of power and it's actually ruining both NRL and AFL, in my opinion.
2: Well, also, the gold, this is like a trending Gold Coast sport because the Titans did this uh, earlier in the year when they shipped off, Has, uh, shipped off uh, Holbrook to bring in Hasler immediately. Yeah. Like, that, that was uh, another, like, move on the Gold Coast. I mean, but that is kind of classic Gold Coast, isn't it? You don't get any commitment from anyone on the Gold Coast. Oh. <laughs> you know, It feels like there's all... some
1: sort of personal story here, Shad.
2: Well, no, it's the Gold Coast. You know what I mean? It's all fake tan, fake tits and fake contracts gold from chains. the look of it. Fake, gold fake promises. Gold chains as well. Don't forget. Fake Rolexes. You
1: know? Hey, um, did you see the way that article is set up? It's like all about the trip to Milan. So it's like it's like a AFL in Italy on the coast.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just real. I don't know if it's sponsored by Tourism Italy. Even the pictures on it are mostly of like the Amalfi Coast.
1: Um, And it feels (laughs) like because, you know, the the manager of the Gold Coast Suns flew over to Italy just holding the contract to give to Hardwick um, yeah, and it's like, just so that. Uh, yeah. Do you need to fly to Italy to give yourself a little holiday to give someone a contract? Mm. Yeah, I think the
2: ATO should keep an eye on that when it comes to the next end of financial year. because yeah. I reckon that that reeks of just trying to claim that flight. Like I bet he didn't <laughs> have any fun over there. Hey, but it was horrible. Yeah. And it's weird because it's not like you can. Um, have these guys heard of Adobe Quick like yeah. click and sign? Yeah. Well, they could have just sent that. <laughs> he could have done it on his phone while he's sitting there.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, let's have a look at the NRL. A
1: shake-up of the coaching stocks at the Roosters is reportedly on the cards. What does this mean, Shad?
2: Well, it's no secret that the Rooster season has been absolutely oh, awful because they are an awful side. Mm. Um, you know, they've got a lot of talent in that roster. If you did do, I think I said this here before, if you tried to do like an even up of the ladder of talent versus results, they would easily be last position on the ladder. Um, in terms of their performance versus the type of players they've got on the field. They've had people in here before. Um, Cooper Cronk has obviously been there at the moment, but apparently himself and uh, assistant coach Matt King, um, so Cooper Cronk's a halves consultant, which has probably been a big part of their issues at the moment um, and the, at the Roosters. Apparently their positions are uh, up for review, which could see one of the great halves depart the club and one of their great players who brought them a premiership Um, basically kicked out after what has been a disaster in attacking. We know that attack's been the big issue with the Roosters, so heads were going to roll, and they definitely weren't going to be the top dogs, so now it's the guys underneath. Right, so, you know, everyone loves Trent Robinson. Is he safe? For now, but I think next year is definitely going to be a, uh, a big issue. The Roosters are a funny one. It's like they obviously are notorious for buying up players and stuff, but when you think back... To their previous coaches. I could be wrong here, but I don't think they ever end well, but they don't move quickly off people either. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like they, Ricky Stewart was there for a they while. They do seem to look after people. Yeah. And then it wasn't until it kind of really fell apart that they kind of got rid of him. And I, I think, I reckon next year is going to be a, a deciding factor for their squad because the irony of this whole thing was they dropped Sam Walker in round eight. Um, I know that they say it's due to a knee injury, but we all... Well, no, sorry, his knee injury is why he hasn't come back is what they're saying. But we all know that when he got dropped, it was they were blaming the lack of spark and attack on him and then it got better for one game. Yeah. And then it's just been basically crap ever since. They finally got a, got around it last weekend, but... Yeah, you can put it down to that. Now that decision is a coaching decision. That decision is Trent Robinson's decision. So, mm. you know, if I was to pinpoint a moment their season went to shit, it was then.
1: I would guess that it's actually their administration that's in the way again. Well,
2: I I, I think one of the I think something else to keep an eye on with the Roosters is they are an interesting mix of age and youth. Mm. There's a few players in that side that'll probably they really need to move on from. Mm um and then there's you know a few younger positions that they need to kind of start bringing some guys up in they've been a very successful team yeah. for an extended period of time so robinson's done a great job at the beginning of the season everyone was predicting them as you know top 4 and and so they're like you know that's why i think robinson's job's still good he took a team that even he said was un- underprepared last year to go on a pretty yeah. decent run They've had a bit of troubles this year. There's definitely going to be a little bit of a roster overhaul. Um... And, and there'll be some changes there. I think the interesting thing is the matchup between them two, uh, the teams tonight when the Roosters play. Yeah, can they take on the Manly Sea Eagles? Talk about two teams that fan bases would be dis- disappointed in their season. Um, the Sea Eagles yeah. do still have a chance of getting into the top eight, but this is a. But the, the Manly's another team that has an administration in the way. Oh, 100%. Well, they've had some very questionable decisions that have been made, the kind of fracture their playing side. But- well, like in the player management stuff, mm. like that's. In my opinion, that's just crazy. the Seabold signing, it's an interesting spot for these two teams are in a very interesting spot. Another part that probably is fascinating for the roosters, and I don't think it'll happen, but um just looking at the schedule that's remaining for the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs play the Knights, Raiders, Sea Eagles, Titans. If the Bulldogs could get two wins out of that, which I don't think they can, but if they could, the roosters could very well be staring down the barrel of ending up fifteenth on the ladder, which would be, yeah insane because they play the Seagulls, Dolphins, Eels, Tigers. They'll get a win there. Then the Rabbitohs. You could see the Roosters only getting one or maybe two wins. But if they don't get those, they could end up uh, even lower on the ladder.
1: Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't see them dropping below um, Dragons
2: or Tigers. It's only four points between them and the Bulldogs. They could end up at 15th, which I know it's only one more rung down, but the, those bottom three teams are supposed to be drastically... Crap. Yeah, but hold on. No, hold on. Roosters are on 22 points. West Tigers are yeah, on I'm
1: 12. Yeah, I'm talking about the
2: Bulldogs below them are on 18. So they could end up at 15th. Yeah, okay. That goes for the Titans and the Dolphins as well. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit
1: follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
2: Yeah, Sell AED,
1: the world's smallest defibrillator. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport.
2: This is Michael Carianas from the Daily Telegraph and I've just had a blast on Fire Up. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.